0: Amen. Well, since you're already standing, let's go and take our Bibles and turn to the book of Luke, chapter number 10. Luke, chapter number 10. Yes, Dr. Getch, I, I, I came on this campus as a student for the very first time on a Saturday morning. Here was my very first experience as a student. We walk, I drove in, big truck, all my stuff, my sister's stuff, came in. And uh, at that time, the North Auditorium was not the North Auditorium; it was the auditorium. It was everything right there, and to me, it was huge. And uh, Pastor Chapel was driving away with Mrs. Chapel, and he stopped and welcomed us. He was going to go soul winning. That was amazing. Just you know, there's the pastor going soul winning on Saturday morning. Then I walked in the lobby there, and there was Dr. Getch, and uh, and he was already old at that time to me. Isn't that wild? That was in 1996. Wow. It does go fast, doesn't it? It's amazing. And, you know, it's such a joy to serve the Lord. theres I'll tell you something. When you look at it, when, you, when your focus is on things above and on eternal things, everything that is good is in front of you. For most people, their 20s is, is the best time. It's the time. And then you have a good time and then hopefully retire, do a few things. But when you serve the Lord, the best is always in front of you. And that's why if you ever go to a church, go to church and look at the senior saints who have served their, the Lord all those decades, I guarantee you they have joy, a lightheartedness, a bubbliness it's still there. When you, Every time you walk in the Walther Center, you understand that people from my era know exactly who that is. And he is exemplary of that exactly. Just this, this, this gentleman who got saved later in life and was just here every day loving life and loving us. And he is just the, a picture of that. He's giving life to the Lord and looking forward. The Lord Lord has and it's exciting. Well, we're here in the book of Luke and I know you guys have just had midterms. Amen. And some of you, I wonder how many of you did not sleep very well or much last night. I know that. Yeah, I I know. I can't imagine. Uh, And so here we are. You're having chapel all the time and and we're doing this again. So I'm not going to waste your time this morning. We're going to go into it. I know that some of you still got uh, tests to take afterwards. I uh, know that you are busy. And this is something where, uh, now let me just tell you, though, that this is what you came here to get. This is, uh, this is the chapel time, for me at least. This is, this is one of the best times. Uh, classes were great, but the chapel was just awesome. And uh, so here we are, amen? Well, let's, let's go to a familiar story here. Luke chapter number 10, verse 38. We're going to just read these few verses here, pray, and then uh, jump straight into it. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, And a certain woman named Martha received him. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Let's pray. Father, pray that you please bless the next few minutes. Dear Lord, I believe this is what you want. I believe you set up the special before this on purpose. Father, pray that you please Give tired people the ability to stay awake and aware. I pray that hearts that have been packed full of truth hour after hour, day after day, would find the capacity to receive this message, be able to stuff it in an already packed heart. I pray that you'd please use this as you want it used. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> Here's what we have. We have a woman named Martha. Martha is experiencing the stress of welcoming into her home the one who in this very pac- passage she calls Lord. She lives in a small city, a little town, Bethany. And she and her family, her sister Mary, her, her brother Lazarus, they have a special relationship with the Lord. They just have a special friendship. In fact, in John, in the passage where he raises her brother from the dead, everybody recognized that he had a special, just a special love for this family. And when he comes into town, They welcome him into their home, and Martha now has the one she in this passage calls Lord. This is her Lord. This is the one that she recognizes as the Messiah. In fact, when her brother is on his deathbed, she is fully aware and believing that if she could just get this man to her home, he would do what no doctor could do. He would raise her ailing brother up, instantly and this man is in her living room right now and with him then you have a load of other people who are crowding in and she's trying to facilitate all of that she's in the kitchen trying to get the the hors d'oeuvres ready she's she's in there pouring you know the, the cups full of juice or whatever she was doing she was making sure there was extra rolls of toilet paper in the bathroom. She was opening the door. She was trying to find a stool for this guy and trying to figure out how we can accommodate this person. And, and yes, the, the, there's extra towels in the, right, that, yeah, right there. And she's doing all this, 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 these things there. And as she's doing this, she gets hurt. As she's doing this, she is not in sin. She's not ignoring her, her duties, responsibilities. She's doing everything she can to serve. She's, she's trying to do her duty and trying to figure out, okay, what, what, what do you need and how can I help there? And, and she is, is cumbered about much serving. She's surrounded with so many things that have to be done. And, and, and for her, she wants to be able to make it the best experience for everybody that walks in her door, especially her Lord. And while she's in the midst of this, she gets hurt. In the end, she gets wounded at least twice. She's hurt, and she has angst in her heart against other people. That angst is directed directly toward at least two people, And it's because she was in the midst of doing ministry, ministering to others. And by the time it was all said and done, here's the way she felt. She felt used, taken for granted. She felt that others were not seeing the need and leaving it all to her. And finally she went to her Lord and she felt from him that he did not care. This morning, I'm not preaching to the one who's just here to fill a little time To to do what you know? Okay, I was sent here by my parents or whoever. I'm just here to get out. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the one this morning who's really interested in serving the Lord. The one who's going to be at the meetings afterwards, signing up for whatever needs to be done. The one who has their antenna up, saying, "Where can I help?" The one who's going to be busy, 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 serving the Lord. And I want to talk to you because I think that's so commendable. But this morning, I want to tell you that if you make the mistake that this woman made, you're going to have the same consequences. And those consequences are going to be that at some point, you are going to be hurt. You're going to be hurting inside, and you're going to feel this. You're going to feel angst against other people around you, and eventually you're going to feel angst toward the very Lord that you set out to serve, feeling as if you didn't care. Here's what's going to happen. You are going to go out in the ministry, and you're doing it right now. And you are going to be so busy, cumbered about, much serving. You're going to be trying to do everything you're supposed to do. And I'm not sure if you're there this morning, but I can just tell you, when I was sitting where you're sitting now, when I was there, I know what it's like to have a job where I'm working five nights a week, where I finish as dorm soup, get a couple hours of sleep, get up, go to FedEx, Toss packages, race back in time for breakfast. Go get my clothes on for first class. Go through all the classes. Try, try my best. Try my best to stay awake. I, I had, I had it happen. I had it happen when I'm finally standing up in Brother Halk's Greek class, and I, as I was sitting against that back wall because I would otherwise fall asleep, and I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, I hear people laughing, and I, and I, 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 I suddenly I wake up, and I'm, I have now sunk down with my notebook right down, and I'm completely on the ground. And the class is now over, and I have no clue. I was just, I had that. Experience. I know what it's like to sit where you're sitting, pinching myself like this, holding my breath, trying. And you know, I, I was one. I love preaching. I want to hear the preaching. But you're just trying your best to stay awake. And then it's all said and done. You got to go get some homework done. You got to do your devotions. You've got to try to put some sleep in there. And then I'm working here on the on the campus, which you guys now call the Blue Crew or whatever it is. I was out there doing the windows, everything else that you do. And that was my Monday through Friday. Then on the weekend, going to L. A. and working there. And I know what it's like to go, 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 go. And I know what she feels like right here, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, here's the reality. While she was doing that, her sister was in the living room sitting there, sitting, sitting there, sitting there while her sister, Martha, is taking the tray to each person. Mary sitting there, sitting there, While she's going to make sure that everything's okay in the back room, is there and then where's the go in the shed? Get the extra folding chairs, dust those things off. We haven't used these in years. Come on, come on, come on. And there she's sitting there. She's just sitting there. And after a while she begins to feel this, 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 this in her heart. She begins to feel this. She begins to feel, I am the only one in here doing all this. I'm the one making this happen. And you should be able to see that things are needing to be done, and I'm doing it. Instead, you're watching me come they're listening to Jesus. You go, oh, there comes Martha. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, thank you, Martha. <laughs> That's oh, amen. Amen. And you're not getting up and helping me with this. What is your problem, Mary? And, and here's, here's the amazing thing. Here's the amazing thing. When it's all said and done, the one that she has angst against, the one who she actually feels annoyed with, that very one in the end was the one who was doing The needful thing. Now, I'm going to tell you that in ministry, you will have times where the one who should be helping is not doing the needful thing, and yet they're not helping. That makes it even harder to deal with. When the one who's actually is truly wasting time and should be helping you is not helping you. They are sitting around the dorm, just just talking about dumb stuff, when there's things to be done. And, it's, and, and if, if many hands make light work, gentlemen, if we just quickly came out and did this, it would be done. But no, you're in there just being goofballs while the real work is over here, and I'm doing all of it. I, I, Martha understands what that's like. And at some point, she got hurt. And she came to the Lord and said,, "Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath let me alone? make me serve all the serving by myself? Dost thou not care? Some point I'm done with this ministry. I'm done with it. God, I served you for umteen years. You know I did everything. And it's like you didn't even notice. I just there in this little nobody, nowhere town on this little nowhere church, I tried and I tried and I. get everything my blood and sweat and tears Did you even notice that's the way she felt and i'll tell you why not because she was busy but because she neglected to do the needful thing you see what jesus says jesus does not say yeah martha i'm you know what i'm sorry We should, is there anybody help Martha quickly? You three gentlemen, can you help her? She got, Mary, you probably should be in the kitchen. Martha, you are, that's not what Jesus said. You know what Jesus said? Martha, Martha. And then he describes her heart situation and says this, you are careful. Now careful does not mean meticulous. Careful means full of care. We would use the word, you have anxiety issues. And then he said this, and troubled about many things. Let me tell you, when you are not doing the needful thing, you are going to have cares all throughout your life, and you are going to be surrounded by troubles, cumbered about with them. And then he said this, but one thing is needful. Just one. Do you believe that? I don't know if you really believe that. I don't know if I believe that. He just said only one thing is needful, just one. You know what he just said? He just said this. He just said... Whatever Mary is doing, she just happened to choose the one thing that was actually needful, and everything else was not actually needful. What was Mary doing? Well, verse 39 says, Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. That was the needful thing. To be sitting at Jesus' feet and listening to him just sitting there listening. That was the one needful thing. Apparently then, what Jesus is saying is that, Martha, if we had not had crackers, we would have survived. We would have walked away from here and saying, how was there no lemonade here? What kind of a meeting was this? How dare there not be more seats? I had to sit on the floor. Nobody would have said that. They would have walked away and said, was incredible. Did you hear him? Do you know the next day when the crowds amassed, they would not have amassed because, did you see the decorations? Did you see how it all just fit together in that living room perfectly? No, they were going to come back and say, because I heard something amazing yesterday. Did you know that in the end, all those other things, if they had not happened, It would have been a great victorious day. And anyone who had sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word would have gotten everything they needed. And everything else was extra. And she, instead of doing the one thing that was needful, was so cumbered about with the extras that she missed the one needful thing. And then that left her full of care and troubles. You know, if she had done the one thing that was needful, she would have been able to do a whole lot more and whatever didn't get done, it's okay. You know this morning, many of you woke up full of care and troubled about a midterm and about your work schedule. And about the fact that you had to talk to someone at home about an issue. And about the fact that you've got a meeting, and I don't know what all of your cares are, but you had a list of them, especially that midterm. Do you know that this morning some of you did the needful thing, though? Some of you may have realized, maybe you hadn't, but I'm going to tell you right now. When the day comes for you to walk out of here, if you spent all your time doing the needful thing, anything you missed by doing the needful thing. It's not going to mean all that much. Do you know that to this very day, no one has ever asked me my grade point average here, and I'm not suggesting it's not important. I'm just telling you it is not the needful thing. I'm not saying to neglect your studies. I'm saying do the needful thing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be a servant. I'm saying do the needful thing. This morning, as as a student body, as individuals, if you got up this morning and did the needful thing, sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word, then you did the one needful thing. If you, in the end, leave here thinking that to be successful in ministry is to have some sort of list of things that you have, that you can bring somebody and say, look what we have now on this, we have a property, and we have a building, and we have this program that we're running. You've missed it. You've missed it. You've missed it. What you need to leave here and know is that no matter what happens in your life, if you leave here and never again get to be called full-time in ministry, but you go to some church somewhere and faithfully serve the Lord, and always doing the needful thing, then you'll be far more successful than the one who goes out there and spends decades working, 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 and neglecting the needful thing. Right. What we don't need is more people doing the things. We need more people doing the needful Thing, The one thing that is needful. And I'll tell you right now, if your walk with God is not where it should be, I don't care how busy you are, you will eventually come to the realization that people are not doing their thing and you will be offended at some point by people by people. And you. it might even be that the people you're offended with, when it's all said and done, we stand before Jesus Christ, Jesus would say, they didn't do anything wrong. But from your perspective, it's so obvious. How dare you not be in helping me do these things? Don't you look and see that we have the potluck, and that I'm the one who sits at the table, and I'm the one who puts the stuff out, and I miss the preaching to put the things out and put the little plants on, and I'm making sure that when you come, everybody's got a napkin and a plate and a fork and a spoon, and I'm the one making sure it all happens, and everybody else sits there eats and enjoys themselves with all said and done. Me and one other guy does all the teardown. Thank you. But if you neglect the needful thing, you will eventually be offended. I promise you. And you'll be offended not at just people. One day you'll say, do you even care? Martha really wanted to know. Does thou not care? Do you care? Do you care? i tell you something. You are going to be right there someday. If you, amidst all your efforts to please him, neglect the one thing that is needful. I'm not trying to suggest to you that you're not supposed to be busy. Turn with me to Mark chapter number one. Mark chapter number one. Let's look at a busy man, shall we? Let's look at the one who is our example. Mark chapter number one. I want you to see verse number 21. Let's look at how Jesus lived his life. Verse 21, Mark, should be real quick to get there. Mark chapter 1, verse 21, and and I'm going to just start in here. I'm verse 21. And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. So we're looking at a Saturday, a Sabbath day, and he's now at at church. He's at the place, and he's teaching. Now, someday you'll discover this. You'll discover what a pastor feels every Sunday night. Preaching, if you do it with your whole heart, is a, a, a work a labor that will exhaust you. And Jesus is intently reaching out to these people. Verse 22, and they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught as one that had authority, not as the scribes. And there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God." And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. And they were all amazed in so much that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? this, this what new doctrine is this? For with authority commanded even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. Verse 28, And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee. And forthwith, and forthwith. When they were come out of the synagogue, he entered into the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. So I mean, church is over now. Now it's been a very busy day at church. His mind has not had a chance to stop. He has been teaching, 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 dealing with people's issues all Sabbath day. But now he gets to go to this Simon's house and now he gets to, oh, and someday you'll understand what that means. Maybe you already do. Maybe some of you grown up where you just know that, that feeling of, ah, when you finally get home and, and there's no longer things to be done. So he gets that, ah, moment, and it lasts for about zero seconds. Verse 30, but Simon's wife's mother lay sick of a fever. They walk in the house and, oh, good thing you're here. Mom is up there and she's sick. And anon they tell him of her. Verse 31. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And immediately the fever left her. And he, she ministered unto them. And at even when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. And all, all the city was gathered together at the door. Now, this was not an announced thing. It's just not Jesus at about 4.30 saying, well, gentlemen, we've got about 30 minutes, and then we start. No, no. At least you can prepare your mind. No, this is a matter, all of a sudden, there's another, there's that knock on the door. Uh, yes. Um, is, is, is Jesus in there? Jesus of Nazareth? Uh, he is. Oh, can, I've got my son here. Could you could, could, could just help me? That's, that's, uh, that's what we're talking about here. And then the next one. And then the next one. And then pretty soon, there's a bunch of people out there want to see what's going on, and, and people are, are leaving just, just absolutely elated, and somebody who couldn't see is now being able to see, and, and somebody who came with crutches is throwing their crutches, and, and this crowd is gathering. The whole city is at the door, and you know what Jesus is doing? He is busy. Verse 30, 34, and he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. You just read from verse 21 to verse 34, one day in the life of our Savior. He was busy, wasn't he not? But I propose to you that he was not full of anxiety. He did not look around and say, another trouble and this bill's due and then this guy's calling me because I got to go see him and and then I got this problem and oh my goodness, my life never slows down. That was not the impression you would have gotten if you'd been around him. And here's why. He never neglected verse 35. And in the morning, he's tired, folks. This is the day he needs to sleep in. And in the morning, rising up a great While before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. He did the needful thing. I am not hoping that we all just become monks and hum all day long and do nothing. But if this college is filled with students who are so eager to prove how good they are and, how they, and they see needs and they meet those because they're trying to be good, to, that's wonderful. But if you neglect the one thing that is needful, you will one day discover that you detest those who are around you, even the ones who, in God's estimation, have not done anything wrong. But if we listen to you, as Martha, construct the narrative, we'd have to agree with you that you served with a bunch of hypocrites who left it all to you. And you're going to feel used, abused, and uncared for. Lord, dost thou not care? Oh, Martha, Martha. How hard careful and troubled about many things but one thing is needful and Mary hath chosen that good part if you got up this morning and walked with the Lord you're doing just fine right now I know that if you didn't you're on the road to the same end that Martha had reached. The only way off of it is simple. It doesn't matter what has to be cut. It doesn't matter what suffers. It doesn't matter who you disappoint. Go read your Bible. Go have your full prayer time. And if you fail, you fail. If you disappoint, you disappoint. If you end up being the Mary who has Marthos who think you're lazy, stay the Mary. Do the needful thing.